0: <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse me. Is this thing on? Hello. May I have your attention, please? Today, we have a bedlam basketball that is so important. It's an instantaneous bracketology buster for somebody inside that broken down baby back Bush League thingy Bobby, they call the Lloyd Noble Bowl, plus a little baseball update, the schedule update. Officially unofficial special surprise signature signing class for this 2023 season with so many S's right there. Wouldn't we be remiss if we didn't go into at least a little bit of softball? And since we are keeping it so silky smooth on this Sunday feeling hump day, let's go on ahead and stand up with a big beautiful S on our chest and stillwater for a top 10 track squad sighting. I'm I'm sorry for this unsophisticated, self-soothing soliloquy. So Let's just go ahead and let the song drop in and bring us home. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stowall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You can find me on Twitter, at Odeo State, available on all of your podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube. Today, we are partially brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment mean more with FanDuel official sportsbook and partner of the NFL. So, yeah, if you notice by the the, the soliloquy, <laughs> there's a lot to cover. So much so that it, it could be, what, a, a two-show Tuesday, but not really, though, because it's not Tuesday. It's a Wednesday. But it's an odd-feeling Wednesday with so much uh, information out there right now to kind of uh, pick and choose from. You, you got enough to cover two shows, so I'm just I'm giving that out there because I highly doubt we're going to be able to squeeze all of this into one show. But let's go ahead and kick everything off with, you know what it is, Bedlam basketball. But not only is it a Bedlam, bedlam basketball, right, but this has now kind of grown a little bit more uh, in, into something beyond that. More than just your regular round two of Bedlam. Yes, it is in Norman, Oklahoma. But with the the icy road conditions and everything, although they are doing the free the free tickets, um, you know I, I would typically encourage everybody in Orange that can physically possibly get there to get there. But with the roads being as treacherous as they may end up, you know, in fact being, don't risk it if you don't have to. Um, if you don't think it's safe, don't do it because our objective needs to remain on filling up Gallagher iberina especially here in the next few games because we have some massive potential recruits and commitments that will be on hand. So these next few games are crucial in Gallagher Arena. So when it comes to whatever happens inside Lloyd Noble, um, you know, as far as attendance, it is what it is. Uh, The weather does strike up every now and again. But as we roll into this game, right, everybody knows OU is off of a demolishing of the number two team America when they destroyed Alabama. So not only is OU riding high, but they're aren't gonna they're gonna be out for a little bit of blood um, because well, we just beat them in Stillwater last week. And I think I think when you look at it from the bracketology side of things, it is very fair to have us in that first four in and out type of range. So basically, the winner of today, according to bracketology, has us going into the dance. So the winner of today is obviously massively beneficial because. You know, it does catapult you into that that category. We all know that it is very plausible, not, okay, it's possible, not possible. But it's very possible that all 10 teams in the Big 12 could and should get into the dance. But it's probably not going to happen. So you could re- realistically think that at least eight, eight to shoe in, right? Again, we, we can get eight teams into the, the tournament, into the dance um, on pilot mode. It's the ninth team that you really kind of wonder about. You know, and again, we highly doubt the 10 is going to get in. So whether you look at it from a wins and losses standpoint, I would say inside the conference, uh, eight, nine wins, right? Nine wins probably is that barometer that guarantees you a spot, uh, which will kind of end up in that seventh-ish range. So it, it'll definitely shake itself out. So it's not like the, the loser of this game is just completely out of the picture with nothing to play for. It's still the Big 12. There's still a lot of crazy stuff that is going to take place but you, you really would like to, to take care of this one because, again, if you can win the ones at home and we can keep filling up Gallagher like we have been recently with ten, eleven thousand plus in the stands, then we're going to be able to capitalize occasionally on these these, these uh, road wins. And what better to get one inside Lloyd Noble, right, playing your rival in Norman, in what may be a raucous crowd, but also may not be much of a crowd at all, it's going to be kind of, you know, hit or miss, contingent upon, yes, the weather. But this is a, a bigger Bedlam basketball than before, right? Before now. The, the big question I have, the big question I have is, are we going to be able to control the glass? If we're able to do that, then realistically speaking, our defense should take care of the rest. If we can shoot like we did, um, you know, in our our loss to Texas, but also play defense like we have 95% of the season, this should be a W. It doesn't matter where the game is. Uh, And realistically, them coming off of this big, big win over number 2 Alabama, it's, it could be huge. It could be huge for us, right, because it's it's going to do nothing but, but help and the statistics that equal you getting into the tournament. But Caleb Asbury is somebody that he's kind of coming on recently, not necessarily in the points department, but you, you can see him making his presence felt in a lot of areas, especially on defense. John Michael Wright has, you know, come into his own recently as more of that true point guard type of, type of role. Everybody knows Bryce Thompson can get hot, and when he gets hot, it, it's a dangerous proposition for anybody to face. Avery Anderson, he, he's been playing well of late, even with that injury. Woody Newton's coming on big. of Cisse's health is still a little bit questionable, but in his absence and with him on the floor in the limited minutes he's been there, Caleb Boone has been a monster. So if everybody just continues to play as is, this should be a win. And it, and it really needs to be, right? It, it's not to say that it's inexcusable to lose this game by any stretch of the imagination. But realistically, this is, this is one we, we really need uh, to, to kind of catapult us moving forward in the Big 12 Conference. And you guys already know, before we jump ahead, I do have to let everybody know about FanDuel. This year the only nap you you're, you're going to need for the Super Bowl party is FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. As you all know, we're very very excited uh, with our new sports betting partner, for locked on, this is going to make this this thing really work well for both parties. Because they're number one in the sports book arena and and we're 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 <laughs> we're the next one in line. We're coming up on biting on everybody's heels. So with FanDuel, everything's better. You can download FanDuel right now and use your Super Bowl 57 no-sweat first bet. You will get up to $3,000 back in a bonus bet if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spread, who will score the next touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid on your winnings instantly. So what you need to do is head on down right now and 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 get yourself kind of acclimated with what FanDuel can do for you, because it realistically it, it is going to be the best avenue for you. So as we continue, um, I, I do want to talk a little bit. Uh, you know, we don't spend a bunch of time on it. I know because we've got a lot to a lot of stuff to cover, which is why this is most likely going to end up being a couple of different shows. But nonetheless, I I do think that. We, we, we wouldn't necessarily be doing ourselves a favor if we didn't remember that right now our baseball team and our softball program are riding very high. Uh, voted second in the Big 12 when it comes to baseball. You have probably already heard about the All-Americans uh, that we have coming into the season. Noel McClain, Jerron Watts-Brown, Rock Regio, Marcus Brown. Marcus Brown is somebody who won MVP and a bunch of awards uh, in the summer ball, Cape Cod type of league systems. So we know he's going to be adding a lot to the table. So this most likely will be his last year. I think you could easily actually throw in Uh, Zach Earhart into that mix as well. Aiden Miola was somebody that we saw sparingly last season, but we are obviously know that that the talent is there, the hitting is there. We're hearing a lot of good things, which is why we're we're pegged as high as number nine in the country and some of the preseason rankings. Uh, And again, we we were just a few votes shy of being picked first in preseason Big Twelve. We got edged out, obviously, by TCU, uh, being as how they are the returning conference champion. I completely understand, but again, us being that close let you know how talented we're going to be again guys Jeron Watts brown is going to be worth the price of admission as is Nolan McClain, as is Rock Reggio as is Marcus Brown as is Zach Earhart. so there's a, there's a lot of reasons why we need to make sure that we're filling out O'Brate this this season not only are expectations high as they should be, because this is a time in Josh Holiday's career where he really does need to take that next step. Just like we talk about sometimes, obviously we're going to be taking that next step of, of capitalization, right? which is a part of his evolutionary process. This is the same this is the same thing right now for Josh Holiday. Everybody loves Josh Holiday, but we all know that we're just not quite you know where we should be especially after watching OU's run last year into Omaha. It was so frustrating. But it also sheds light on in baseball, just like basketball, and realistically any time. But you can single out baseball and basketball, I would say, a little bit more than most um, as far as just getting hot at the right time. If you get hot at the right time, you know, and and you have some things that that go your way as far as injuries and your pitching rotation, um, you know, that's really the key in all of this, which is why getting to the point, where you control your own destiny, have your own regional, host your own super regional, do things like that. Um, It it really puts you in a very good position. So I I definitely think that that is beyond fair to have us uh, where we are. I do think that Zachary Hart, Marcus Brown, maybe aren't getting enough love. But yeah, I I get it. I get why TCU is pegged number one. And I I can't say that uh, I'm mad about it. Right. Because it does make sense. Now, as far as this, the signing class, we have a lot, a lot to cover on the signing class, which is why I thought this would end up being two videos. And I can tell by timing, it definitely is going to be that. So uh, if if we're already here on baseball, uh, we might as well go ahead and segue right into softball. Softball is even better, guys. Softball, we're preseason ranked number three in the country unanimously all over the place. Right. No matter where you look, that is that is where we line up. And we know some of the talent we have coming back, uh, i.e. Kelly Maxwell, right? And it's funny, when, when Carrie Everly was here and we were even kind of going through some of the rotational stuff last year, Kelly Maxwell was the number two option um, behind Carrie Everly previously uh, and then last year as well. Even though we got the big-time Texas transfer and she ended up being everything we could have asked for And some were now pegged even better. Number three, number three in America is our preseason ranking. I just, I cannot get over the fact that Coach Kenny Gaeski. Has taken us has taken us as far as he has, as fast as he has. So not only did we return six starters, uh, including some of the All-Americans like we just mentioned, Kelly Maxwell, uh, Caitlin Carwiles is a young one with a lot of speed that can use her bat in a multitude of ways. Um, I think last year somebody like a Brianna Davis, Brianna Davis, you know, had a unique swing, had a unique style, but I would say Caitlin Carwell Carwell is a lot more adaptable and. As we saw last year, we won, guys, we won a Big 12 title. And the Goliath of softball is a, in our own backyard. So whenever you're looking at the, the queens of softball, right now you're talking about OU, UCLA, OSU, Arizona. And then you could have some mover, movers and shakers, obviously, behind there. But it's just, it's so much fun to realize how far we've come and to know that we also have these high expectations now in a sport that, at least most of my time growing up, you know, it wasn't really something we we talked about. And and again, even though we know we've got people coming back like Kelly Maxwell and and Kylie Naomi and Caitlin Carwell, it's going to be interesting to see how the pitching rotation works out because we also. We got a big time transfer uh, from Alabama. Her name escapes me at the very moment, but she was huge, a massive addition. And then even last year, we had some times we were you know trying to work uh, Tatum Clopton, and I know we're very high on her as well. So this very well should be uh, the the deepest pitching rotation we've ever had. Softball is a little bit different, obviously. You know, you you have starting softball pitcher that'll pitch for innings and innings and innings and innings on end, which is a good thing. But to have depth at that position, it's rare. Like, there's only a few teams in college softball that legitimately go three, four deep as a pitching rotation. A lot of places have one or two girls. So are we going to be a lot like everybody else, which is fine. Uh, You know, we've proven, multiple teams have proven, you can make it to the Colts World Series with just one or two pitchers. You can do that. But clearly, the more you have, it allows you to do more situational baseball or softball, mind you. So the position we're in from a baseball perspective and a softball perspective puts us in a pretty pretty unique spot, I think, in in my opinion. Like whenever you, you think about it, it just it makes it makes too much sense for us to both have the expectation of a Big Twelve title. I, I do understand, you know, OU and, and softball makes that proposition a little bit more difficult, but it's there. And wh- how cool would that be to have a Bedlam softball Big Twelve title, and then a Bedlam softball? You know, Final Four type type thing. Not only not only is it possible, but I would say that one would be plausible. Another thing that you should make plausible right now is getting yourself hooked up on some Built Bar. Yes, if you are looking for a delicious treat and you don't really want all the fat and all the calories, you got to try Built Bar. Even though we all just got through the holidays, regardless of what your New Year's re- resolutions are, it's gonna be a uh, I don't know what's going to behoove you to have a protein bar that actually tastes like a, a candy bar because it has 100% real chocolate all over the outside. It's covered in it. It's drenched in the real chocolate. And they have unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. You do yourself a favor and run to Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built Bars. You can grab yourself a four-bar box right now. Or, if you're closer to Sam's Club, you can grab a 13-bar box and hit all of the flavors, as I would mentioned, brownie batter, churro, cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. You can thank me later because uh, the deliciousness, it goes on. So, do yourself a favor. Get yourself hooked up with some bill Bar. This whole idea, right, of building the athletic village, was it was all encompassing right that was the entire function from the get go how respectable and capable everything or everybody was going to be was obviously you know a question we now have an emphatic answer all the way across the board we are improving not only the facil- facilities but whenever you improve the facilities and and you do Spend more time, and spend more effort, and you spend more resources uh, on the facilities. You hope that it equals something. Traditionally, the equal there would be talent. And right now, we have it all over all over the campus. Guys, track and field is ranked. Men's track is number nine in America. Uh, women's team cracked the top fifteen as well. We finished zero point zero two seconds away from the national championship. And, and men's cross country women's cross country finished fourth in America we know our cross country squads are always good we've won several national championships in in cross country but track was an afterthought forever right track was an afterthought for a long time and i, I really you know I, d- I don't recall seeing a big investment an uptick until we got Tyreek Hill once we got Tyreek Hill the track and field side of things really started taking taken effect and recruiting got significantly better and I even you know, notice when we're having some of the top recruits come to Stillwater for track not football and they're also fast right not cross country and they can also run a little bit of shorter distance actual track dudes are getting recruited to run track and come to Oklahoma State University and be not only productive but beyond competitive and it's working like kudos to Dave Smith Obviously, all the facility and upgra- upgrades and everything uh, are beneficial. But I'll be honest with you. I I didn't know if we would ever in track get to this level. Now, 2015 obviously was, was was fairly comparable, ranked in the top 10. But it's it's very few and far between, right? And again, we started that massive investment, in my opinion, around 2014 with the when we kind of had the, the same timing as Tyreek Hill. And then since then, it's done nothing but get better. And now we're putting ourselves in a position to be legitimate players in the track and field scene. So, just everybody take a second to realize that that's legitimate. Tennis is good. Softball's good. Baseball's good. Football, we better be good. We should be good. We're usually good. Basketball, we're pretty good. We're pretty daggone good. We could be better. Uh, winning Bedlam, obviously, <laughs> could go a long way in, in helping that. Rodeo. Rodeo won the national equestrian national title. You go up and down the line, soccer's good. It's just, it's a really cool time to be a fan of Oklahoma State University. Now, clearly, football is the driver, not only the moneymaker, but also the driver of, of all, all content. So, if your football's productive and your football's making money, then everybody else makes money. More money football makes, more money basketball gets, more money baseball gets, so on and so forth. Yeah, you know, the, the trickle down effect. So we need to stay not only relevant, but at the top of the new Big 12. And with the schedule coming in the way it has, not only is that possible, but again, we're going to use the word again probable. This schedule, you know, I, we covered it yesterday. And now that you've had you know 133,000 other people <laughs> dive in and cover it as they should, I I, I think uh, I think it's it's something to take into context. Uh, I did want to clear a couple things up from the show yesterday because I, I had a few message. Uh, one of them being I, I did leave out the fact that when it comes to the schedule, guys, who has the easiest schedules, right? It's 100% us. And then I think the argument could be made for who has the second easiest schedule um, in, the, in the country. I would personally probably say it would be OU. Uh, but I think the argument can, can be made for Cincinnati right there as well. So this, this whole idea of what the schedule is going to look like and how it all can shake out before the schedule release You know, I think everybody could agree it was kind of a hit and miss, right? We didn't really know, right? We didn't know exactly how the schedule was going to shake out. But I do know that us, OU, Cincinnati have the easiest schedules uh, for sure. It's a time. We'll probably start the next, yeah, I'll start the next video with going over that a little bit more. So, um, yes, we'll we'll, we'll start that and then we'll dive into the recruiting because signing class is pretty fun. Obviously, we we knew quite a few already, but we we did have some late additions, and um, I'm pretty happy. Or do we have a decent amount of guys that are going to be you know fairly developmental? Yes, it's the nature of the beast. It is what it is. There's not there's nothing nothing we can do about it. But again, the thing that w- we have to take um, solace in is. The angry way, the angry way, most of these guys, like 99.9 of these guys play. It's not only a breath of fresh air, but it's a very positive sign moving forward, especially if we're looking to capitalize, again, on this running game, right? We have this this revamped running game, and it's looking good, (laughs) It's really looking good. Uh, and then another thing I wanted to address, uh, yes, if you're looking for a lot of information on our six-seven, three pounds commitment on the offensive line, Stetson Page from Velma, it takes a lot of digging because, again, he plays eight-man football, right? There's not a massive amount of opportunity for eight-man football individuals to get a lot of film in, okay? That's one thing. Because ninety-five plus probably percent of eight-man football players don't start at the Division One level, let alone play at the Division One level. So it's a very rare thing for an eight-man guy to get a scholarship to a, a D-one school, D-one school at all, especially a, a big boy program. You can't teach that size. And if we all know how rare it is to offer an eight-man guy a full ride. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple I'm missing. So if there is, make sure you jump in the comments. But I think mean, one of the, the one uh, main ones I remember was Chris Massey. Uh, and that was a long, long while ago uh, from Spyro, Oklahoma. And I just, you know, I remember hearing stories from family that, that lived in Pahuska just about how he destroyed every everybody on the field, no matter what he did, no matter what he touched, no matter what position he played. And you kind of had to at that level to even get a look. So it's a very big deal. And then to have his buddy right next to him that could eventually end up in the fold as well. They don't grow on trees. If you want to keep talking about big 300-pound dudes, then we will definitely have to uh, dive into that in in this next video. So this next video, uh, I'll probably just use the same ticker and everything. It'll be just like a continuation. And we'll hit on the schedule a little bit more uh, and then we will talk about the signing class. We'll briefly go over all the guys that we've already covered, but we obviously will, will go a little bit further into some of the new guys, what they mean, and how they add so much value to this class. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right back, and we'll do uh, that video as well. So we'll go over the the top three easiest schedules, in my opinion. Um, and then we'll go over the, the entirety of the recruiting class it ended up being a lot better than any of us any of us could have imagined when a month and a half ago, not even we were the number eightieth class in America. So we, we finished strong and there's a lot of a lot of positive still yet. So thank you for making this your first listen here on Lockdown, Oklahoma State. Let's go ahead and and, and jump there real quick. Alrighty